Hi, I'm Pastor Bill Sang from Faith Presbyterian Church. We are on day six of our Genesis series, and this is a very important day of creation. It is the day where God creates the land animals, the creeping things, and humans. Yes, human beings. And I believe that humans probably had a very tight bond uh, with the animals of the land that God created. And I've always been a dog person myself. It may be a dog person out there or a cat person or maybe, I don't know, a spider person, a reptile person, a hamsters person, all sorts of people out there, all sorts of preferences for different kinds of uh, pets. And uh, like I said, I really like dogs growing up. We had dogs, we had cats, we had fish. Uh, so we were animal people in general, really enjoyed the pets that we had. Um, and my first dog ever was a little mutt named Lucky. And Lucky was a fun little dog. She would be 18 years old. So actually uh, made it all the way to my adult life. So really incredible dog. Um, and then my second dog, his he was a Rottweiler. And his name was Boomer. My third dog was a Rottweiler. And his name was Boomer. The fourth dog was also Boomer. <laughs> As you can see, there's a long line of boomers uh, in the Sang family. Uh, and uh, But I particularly had a, with a connection with Boomer number three. Boomer number three was uh, kind of my buddy growing up. Even had my senior picture for, for high school taken with him. And uh, in the morning, when I would wake up, I'd get my running shoes on. And he would actually he'd grab my running shoes, bring them to me. He'd, we, I'd put them on, and then we would go on a run four to six miles. It wasn't until later I learned that Rottweilers were only supposed to run uh, at, a, at a brisk jog, just at a jog for about three miles every other day. Uh, we ran four to six miles every day. Lots of fun. He loved it. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a good time. And if it ever looked like that I was going to uh, go without him, he would hide my shoes, actually. And I don't know how he kind of figured that out, but uh, he always could kind of tell when I was going to leave without him. So he'd run off with my shoes and make sure I couldn't find them. And he's a dog, so I found them. Um, but we had a tight bond. We had a tight connection with each other. And I really missed Boomer number three quite a bit. Um, so from a biblical perspective, it's good to love animals. There are scriptures in the Bible that talk about treating animals the right way. In fact, I recall one that says uh, in Proverbs that a... Good man is kind to his donkey, but a, a cruel man is, even in his kindness, cruel. <laughs> so it's kind of encouraging and saying uh, that it's, it's good to treat animals well. And there's other scriptures as well that shows the importance of animals to God even. And animals are not family to us. They're not kin. They're not children, they're not cousins, they're not uh, grandchildren. Animals are pets to us when we own them, and they're wonderful. We absolutely enjoy our pets, and uh, we oftentimes, I, my family, always treated our dogs as part of the family. But we cannot regard animals as being more valuable than people. I'm going to give you a test, okay? And I want you to give this test to some of your friends too, just to see how they respond. So I'm going to give you a scenario. You're at the beach, you're at the lake, and you see two individuals out in the water flailing about. They're in trouble. They're drowning. 
The first one is a total stranger to whom you have no emotional connection whatsoever. But it's a person, it's a human. The other one is your dog. Which one do you rescue from drowning? That's a difficult decision to have to make because we build tight bonds with our animals. Nonetheless, God has made it clear that human life is more valuable than animal life. Jesus said, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Matthew 6, 26. So in service, we read Genesis chapter 1, the sixth day of creation. But in Genesis chapter 2, there is a more in-depth look at the sixth day of creation. And after God created man, but before he created a woman, God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. So out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. How many out there have named a pet? And I want you to take a moment to think about why you gave your pet the name that you did. Normally, it's to give people a first impression. For some reason, what comes to my mind is always a chihuahua named Goliath or something uh, huge like that, a, a big name. And normally, those ones are supposed to be kind of ironic, but I also think of bigger dogs. Sometimes they call Brutus or something along those lines right there. And it's to give people a first impression of your pet, the way you want people to think about them. Well, likewise, we name our children as well. Hopefully, when we name our children, we put a little bit of thought behind it. I can't help but to think about uh, the Bible story where, where King David comes across a cruel and foolish man by the name of Nabal. Nabal, very nasty person that he comes across there. And uh, the funny thing about Nabal is Nabal's name means fool. <laughs> so, Nabal's parents really dropped the ball when they were naming Nabal. Names dignify people. When Adam named the animals, he gave them dignity and recognition. It was important to God that Adam named the animals. And it's proof that animals were meant to be important to humans. So last week, my family and I were on a family bike ride. And we were crossing the street when we saw something on the road. My boys walked over to it to see what was going on. And what they had found was a baby squirrel that was trying to walk, trying to get off of the road. And as we looked just a few feet away from this poor baby squirrel, there it was. Its mother had been hit by a car. And we felt bad for this squirrel. So we did what we could to help it out. And I think that God puts 
animals on our hearts in that regard. We have compassion towards them when we see that they are helpless, when we see that they are struggling. And I, I think that that feeling is indeed good. And on the same token, we have to remember that animals are not people. Animals are not like God. Animals are not like humans. And in fact, even when we are dealing with this situation, do you know what I feared more than this baby squirrel encountering another human? The squirrel encountering other animals, predators, creatures that would come by, snatch it up, and eat it. So I saw a video not too long ago of a man who is raising a colony of cockroaches to feed his tarantula. By the way, there are any cockroach people out there, people that love cockroaches. There are some, especially in classrooms. People like to raise cockroaches inside of classrooms. Lots of fun in that regard to see those bugs at work. Anyway, this man opened up the colony of cockroaches, and as he opened it, he saw a horrifying sight. One of the cockroaches was eating another one while it was still in life. So you see this half-eaten, alive cockroach flailing about for its life as this other one is feeding on it. And what that reminded me of was the brutality of the animal world. In fact, this other cockroach was being eaten, it was family to the one that was eating it. So animals do not have the standards of God written on their heart, as we know that doing something like that is wrong. It is important to mention these things. It is important to be reminded of these sorts of things because we have a storybook image of what the animal kingdom is like. We think of uh, movies like The Lion King or The Jungle Book with Simba and Baloo, and the animals look cute and cuddly, but in reality, in real life, those same animals, lions and bears, would be very dangerous creatures to come across. God wants us to have compassion towards animals. But all the more, God wants us to have compassion upon one another. He wants humans to love one another because we were created in his image. And by the way, when you read through Genesis, did you happen to notice that there was only one land animal that was named by God? It was Adam. You didn't notice in Genesis chapter 1 because the name Adam means man and, uh, and the English translation just calls Adam man in chapter 1. So you never notice it right there, but in chapter 2 they make it clear uh, that, that God names the man Adam. And again, in Hebrew, that means man. God didn't even give a name to Eve. He allowed Adam, actually, to name Eve. But don't worry, ladies. That's not a big deal because uh, even though God named Adam, and Adam means man, his name also means dirt. Okay, so Adam means man, and Adam means dirt. But there is an element of grace inside of it as well, as we see that uh, that uh, God made woman out of something that men absolutely love dearly. Ribs! <laughs> I'm sorry, I said to throw that in there. We have to take notice. When Adam and Eve sinned, that God proved his love for mankind above all 
all other creatures. Do you remember what he did? He clothed Adam and Eve in animal skins. The Bible specifically says animal skins, meaning those skins were taken from living animals and used to cover Adam and Eve to cover over their shame. Now, it might sound barbaric at first to hear that God took the lives of two innocent animals uh, for the sake of covering up these two people. But that's the whole point, is that God is showing the value of humanity, which is created in his image. And I want you to think about this imagery here. God took two innocent lives to cover up two sinful lives so that they would be presentable to him. And that should sound familiar to us. Never lose sight that it was for the sake of humanity that God sent his son into the world to save us from the consequences of our sin. He loves animals. He loves us even more. Animals are great, but they're not man's best friend. In fact, man's best friend should be woman. Woman's best friend should be man. But neither have a friend like what they have in Jesus.